on today's bonus episode. What the heck is going on? Oh my gosh. Somebody tell me what's going on. Everything's going on. That's what's going on. We're, we're going to talk about all of it. Um, obviously, some huge QB shuffling going on in the NFL right now at the weirdest time of the offseason, but we're going to break it down. There's a lot of repercussions to these moves. I'm Avery Huffman. I'm here with Nathan Schmidt. Hey, hey. And Simon Denny. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to Bonus Dynasty Domain. All right. So, again, somebody, what just happened? Well, do you want me to um, well, list I'm, it in it's, order no, it's of significance? Kind of, it's kind of rhetorical. Oh, I mean, okay. I, I yeah. do know what happened, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like responding to everything that's happened. I say we should just start at the beginning, okay? Okay. All right. Yeah. So, you know, woke up yesterday, normal day. Normal day. Normal day. About 11, 11.30, my guy Pat McAfee, shout out Pat McAfee, he tweets that Aaron Rodgers is apparently coming back to the Green Bay Packers. And Packers fans rejoice everywhere. Big news, right? You know, Aaron Rodgers, Huge. I think this is obviously, it's reported uh, a four-year, $200 million deal through 2026. Uh, yeah, that, that was a little unclear. It was like 20, 2025 or 2026. It would depend on what they do with this year, 2022, because they said they were going to have to work well, around that. I've heard Pat, Pat McAfee literally talks to Aaron Rodgers and literally hears everything from Aaron Rodgers and says that deal's not even done. So it says that's not even true. Right. He, didn't he go back a few hours later and say that was wrong? Who? It is true. Pat McAfee on <laughs> no, his Twitter. He's never, no. he, even today they were saying it was that it was not true that yeah. he was getting So it is 200. true that Rodgers is coming back to Green Bay. 100% and true. And they are working on the contract logistics to make it work just because of the tight cap space in, um, in green Bay, mm -hmm. but the four year, 200 million, that's $50 million a year. There's no way they're able to bring back Devonte Adams and all the guys that Rogers would want. If that is the real deal. Um, also four years is just, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see the, the details about that will come in probably the coming days, coming weeks, but the, the big part of it is that Rodgers is coming back to Green Bay. Yeah. To all you yeah. owners of fantasy assets in Green Bay, you guys are rejoicing. Yes, absolutely. And at this point, everyone in Denver is just crying until. Well, and we're going to get there. But as far as Rodgers, like, I think, I think for the most part, I don't know. If it's four years, like, this maybe retains Rodgers as, you know, that tier three fantasy quarterback for at least a year or two more. I mean, he just won MVP, right? It's not, I don't, I don't see the guy dying Second out straight. Yeah. I don't yeah. see the guy dying out anytime soon. So, I mean, this even maybe could give him a little bit of a boost because obviously he was Huge considering, boost. he was considering re retirement. Yep. Yeah. And there then as far as like, you know, guys like Devonte Adams, uh, he, if I am right, he got tagged, right? Yes. So that was Devontae another Adams. Uh, and it, it ended up being reported that Devonte Adams got franchise tagged probably within the, hour or two after this news broke out yeah so so um obviously big news for Devonte adams owners as well huge um i was kind of buying Devonte adams before um i think i think people are still going through and un underrating or undervaluing some of these veterans um now it's like knowing that he's going to be with aaron Rodgers for at least a couple more years oh yeah i mean i how old is Devonte? Yeah, he's 29 years old. How much? I feel like he's 28. Either way. So if he's 28 or 29, he's, you know, in the middle of his prime, Nathan right? Nathan always says everyone's a year older no, than I, that. No, I am almost certain that he is 29 right. years old. Because he is, he is the oldest of the, what you would call, oldies. The oldies. So. The oldies that everybody is right now, people are just undervaluing. Nathan's How, right. He's 29. There you go, Nathan. So, oh, yeah. you know. With the production that you know you're going to get with Devontae Adams now from Aaron Rodgers, I think obviously Devontae Adams and Devontae Adams owners, big winners of this NFL move because now you've got him paired Massive. with Rodgers and Rodgers and him obviously have incredible chemistry as a wide receiver uh, quarterback oh, duo yeah. there. Yeah, and I really, I mean, they literally posted it themselves last year when uh, all this talk about Rodgers potentially moving teams came up, but they're basically the equivalent to Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen where they are nothing apart from each other and they are always going to be together. So if Aaron Rodgers has a deal that is, you know, three, four years, then man, I, I'm just, I'm thrilled about Devontae Adams. So how does this affect AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones? 
big, big, big boost for Aaron Jones. Yeah, like, I, I, yes. yeah go ahead. Go I ahead. think it definitely means Aaron Jones will be staying because there were some rumors about him. You know, if the Packers don't keep Aaron Rodgers, then what are they really doing? Are they just going to blow it up and get rid of all their old players? Aaron Jones would be in that mix. Um, but with Aaron Rodgers staying, it means they're going to they're still in the mix. They're still contending for a Super Bowl, and they're going to be keeping their old running back because he's still productive. That's exactly what I think. And I think, you know, watching people write out, right off, and, and Nathan, you necess- not necessarily have done this. You have him in a couple of leagues or have had him because I've acquired I've had, him yeah, from you. Yeah, I traded him off in, in two leagues. But you were even forced to draft him in a startup because you knew his right. value and how far he was falling. Like, this is ridiculous. It is. So for somebody like Aaron Jones, if you have already done startup drafts and you're taking a chance on Aaron Jones, it looks pretty good now. Not going to lie. I mean, his value, I mean, as much as the A.J. Dillon hype is real and as much as A.J. Dillon can come in, obviously, and take that job away eventually, it might not be next year. It might be a committee backfield, which if that's the case, then Aaron Jones maybe still getting red zone carries could be a big production boost for Aaron Jones in the Packers. It's almost certainly a committee backfield because they're both talented enough to get the touches. It's not like Aaron Jones sucked. Right. No, absolutely. But he's been pretty much in a committee his whole his whole career he was with um jamal williams jamal, before yeah. before aj Dillon, so it's yeah. not really that big of a hit we've seen him be productive his entire career and i think he will continue to be so as long as he's with aaron Rodgers, because he gets those targets and he gets the touches in the red zone do you guys right. think i think sorry do you know you do you think aj Dillon's overvalued at all yes i i've yeah i've thought he's been overvalued since the i think the, i think the hype train with aj Dillon now is like it was really bad at the beginning of the offseason, and then it slowed down a little bit. But now I'm looking at this, and I'm like, I'll take Aaron Jones. I'll start Aaron Jones. Oh, yeah. In a 12-team league? Absolutely. Yes. So big news there. I mean, that's obviously affecting, like I said, Devontae Adams, A.J. Dillon, uh, Aaron Jones. Uh, not really the Titans from Green Bay, but, but um, you know, it, it's still the whole Green Bay offense, not to mention Denver, who where we thought Aaron Rodgers might go, but he didn't. So that obviously, you know, leaves some of Denver's um, – positional players there to not succeed as much as they would with a good quarterback or so we thought so we thought i literally thought i'm like okay aaron Rodgers going back to the packers that's huge that is ginormous that's big for lizard how right lizard that's true i thought we forgot about lizard yeah alan lizard he had a he had a pretty good under the weather not under the weather under the under, radar. under the radar <laughs> season last year radar and weather are both weather terms that's true yeah so, so lizard obviously gets a boost there too Sorry, I interrupted. No, no, it's it's okay. I forgot about that. We got big news. Yeah. Hey, one, one more quick question on Aaron Jones. Um, how, how much do you think that this really did boost his value? Like when it comes to his ranking as a running back, um, I'm looking at some of his rankings in the dynasty here via keep trade cut. He is the running back 25 immediately in front of him are Michael Carter and Kenneth Walker. And A.J. Dillon, Elijah Mitchell, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery. I'm putting some of those guys behind Aaron Jones. Some of them. Some of them. I, yeah. Yeah, guys yeah. like Josh Jacobs. I can see Josh Jacobs outperform Aaron Jones this year. Yes. Um, uh, even David Montgomery. Like, But yeah. guys like uh, Kenneth Walker, I'm not ready to pull that trigger yet. No. Um, Isaiah Spiller. Who's, who's is already, Isaiah, Isaiah no. Spiller is already valued. Brees Hall, maybe. But, even, but some of the guys. Who is it? Michael Carter. Maybe, but not for sure. I mean, no. I'm not. No, he's undervalued. Like, I well, said. I mean, we're talking dynasty values. We're not. We're not just talking fantasy. I think right. we have to remember Aaron Jones is 27 as a contention piece. Great, absolutely, go out and get him. I, I think he's still going to be, at the very least, a, a high RB two. He's just very cheap right now. That's the thing. He is. But if we're talking dynasty value, I kind of think that's where I'd be drafting him. I I I look to draft. Um, Josh Jacobs before Aaron Jones, I'd still take Elijah Mitchell over Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, and a startup. I'm, I think I'm still taking all of them, uh, depending on my team makeup. Um, but at the end of the day, Aaron Jones is 27, and this is Dynasty Fantasy Football. Right. Yeah, I agree with that also. But to an extent, there is a, another thing that you look at other than age is also contract situations. And Aaron Jones is under contract through 2024 with the Packers. Yeah, And with Rodgers true. coming back, and you know how much Rodgers loves and depends on Aaron Jones in the backfield, where he is doing a lot of the checkdowns. He trusts him. He, he ha- There's 
incredible trust between those two. Absolutely. And, and that's, I don't that's see meaningful. That, yeah, I don't ever see that going away. No. Um, even, You're right. Even with the committee style backfield like we're talking about with A.J. Dillon. But, man, it's it's becoming harder and harder, I think, to pass up on Aaron Jones now. Um, what round, when you got him in the startup, what round was it that you got him in? Uh, I got him in the ninth round, I, I mean, believe. That is criminal. I also want to, I also want to take this second to do a little plug here. I got Kamara, I think in the sixth round of a startup, like a week ago, Kamara. Yeah. That's also crazy. That's nuts. It's nuts. I mean, he's going to get suspended, but when he's back, like, right. That's nuts too. Yeah. So I think I think there, Aaron Jones. You know, like I said, I think AJ Dillon being the young, um, big back is is driving that hype a little bit, and people are forgetting about Aaron Jones. So you know, as a contender, I'm telling you, if if you're a contender and you can get Aaron Jones for a good price, go do it. Right? I mean, that's yeah. I that, I think that's yeah. a, at this point, I think that's a wise wise move. Um, if you're you know not a contender and you're a productive struggle team uh, or just looking to build. AJ Dillon might not be a bad investment either because how old is AJ Dillon? Do you know? Uh, he's 24 years old. Yeah. So, um, and he's obviously, well, no, he's 23. He'll be 24 going into next season. Yes. Yeah. So, um, he obviously, you know, has a lot of potential, um, but even more potential. It would have been interesting to see in, in, a, in an alternate universe. If Aaron Rodgers leaves the Packers, how do you think this all plays out with these guys? They all plummet like we thought they would this year or, you know, Devonte Adams probably would have went somewhere else. Don't you think? Yes. It would have been interesting to see yeah. him on a team like the Titans. Well, I think. Adams, I think everyone was expecting wherever Rodgers was going to go is where Adams was going to go. And th- there's no way that the pack, again, this is all would have, could have, should have, could have, would have sort of thing. So it's not super relevant now, but like there's no way the Packers would have tagged him. Yeah, and spent all that extra money when they need to free up cap space. I just didn't see that happening. So, all that to say, your worst fears, especially for you Packers fans, are, have all been washed away, and you have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time coming back, yep, and probably absolutely. going to be a Packer for his entire career. Which is just, uh, as a Colts fan, we saw um, the one and only Peyton Manning leave for the Denver Broncos and go win a Super Bowl there. So we understand and we feel your pain uh, or the potential pain that you guys could have felt when, when you thought he was leaving. So uh, good, good for you guys. Good for Rogers. I think it's, it's a great fit. It has been for years and years. He's a four time MVP with the Packers and uh, it's going to be great, especially for fantasy relevance. I think so too. And honestly, after that happened yesterday, I tuned, you know, watching my shows, I'm like, this is pretty big news. I'm like, how could it get bigger? But then... Then something else happened. Then somehow it got bigger. News came across my phone from Adam Schefter that Russell Wilson has been traded to the Broncos. Gosh. Whoa. Wow. Unbelievable move here. Somehow I... For kn- a haul. Well, yeah. So the full deal... Here's the full deal. Russell Wilson... A fourth rounder is what um, Seattle will send, and Seattle's going to get, and and Denver's going to send Noah Font, a big fantasy name, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, the 2022 109, a 2022 second, a 2023 first, a 2023 second, and a fifth rounder. Holy cow, that's a deal. Two firsts, two seconds. That is a lot. And then three very relevant players. Yeah. Obviously, Drew Locke probably being the least relevant out of them, but Shelby Harris is a really good defensive player. Yeah. And Noah Font obviously has a ton of potential. A ton. And, And fantasy even. Like, I mean, people are still putting Noah Font, even though he's been kind of fantasy disappointing. He's still in everybody's top 10, right? I mean, he was in our, was he in our top 10? Yeah, yeah, I think he was number 10 on our cumulative yeah. rankings. And can I actually say on, on Font, pretty much the second this happened, everyone's thought is, crap, Noah Font has just plummeted in value. This is like the time no, I, to I get didn't, Font. I didn't think he plummeted in value at all. What I, what I said, Avery and I were texting about it. I don't think his value changes at all because he went well, from having I don't I agree with you. I don't think he does. Yeah. I think a lot of people th- I think a lot of people think that his value yes. plummets. And, and no, it doesn't I make sense to me. Does. He went from having Teddy Teddy two gloves and Drew Locke as his QBs. <laughs> two gloves. 
to going to Seattle and still having Drew Locke, Drew Locke as, as his QB, QB and, and maybe even a QB upgrade if they pick, take if they, someone at number nine. I mean, Malik Willis? Willis is there? Yeah. Wow. So if anything, I mean, I mean, be, be optimistic about this. It, it's a lot worse than he would have been had he stayed in Denver and had Russ as his QB, but I, I don't see any reason why we would be moving him down in our dynasty tight no, end rankings. No, he shouldn't be moved down at all. No, he shouldn't. So, so, but if people in your league are are super downer on font right now go get go him. get him yeah i traded for him in two leagues yesterday yeah yep. and i think people are going to get past that but obviously russell wilson you know situationally um the seahawks didn't actually have a bad group of weapons there for russell wilson so this is going to impact a lot of players and we're going to break them all down but um you have to wonder did the seahawks see something at the combine that made them comfortable with picking ninth and that is a really giving away Russell Wilson. Really like, what, did they yeah. see Malik Willis and even uh, maybe maybe off. Kenny Pickett? And they're like, okay, so if we get the Broncos pick back, then we can trade Russ, but we could also get a ton more back. They got two firsts and two seconds, and Shelby. I mean, if the Seahawks make a couple of right moves here, yeah, they they're going to be right be, back. They're going to be fine. DK. Yeah. Don't sell DK. What are you doing selling no. DK? Oh my hold, goodness. Hold if anything. This is like holy this cow, is like stocks. Man. People don't sell the dip. You're supposed to buy you the buy dip. Buy the dip. And you yes. don't sell. You hold during a dip. Yeah. Because you wait for them to go back up. So and I'm not saying DK will ever go back up to where he was last offseason at being valued, valued and as and wide he probably receiver one shouldn't. or two. He probably shouldn't either. But like he's still for us, I think his impending loss of russell wilson was kind of baked into his price it absolutely was and if anything this moved him down one or two spots because we already kind of knew that and this is just like all right it happened let's move him down a little bit more um yeah but i'm going out i actually tr- i've been sending about out a bunch of trade offers for dk all um, right trying to buy him let's so. um yeah. let's break this down player by player let's start with russ biggest player in the trade um how does this affect russ's value honestly like like i said before i think Seattle had a pretty good group of weapons for us. So as far as do Denver's weapons exceed Seattle's, I'm not necessarily buying that right away. Like I, I'm not either. No, I mean, and people are excited because, oh man, he's got Judy and Cortland Sutton. I'm like, uh, wasn't it just two months ago that everybody was like, uh, sell Cortland Sutton. I mean, and you know, obviously their running back situation still solid. They've got Javante and Melvin Gordon. I would say he's going to come back to the Broncos at this point. That's what I'm predicting. Even if he doesn't, they're going to be fine. But you know, there's also the thing about, well, Russ doesn't use his tight ends. Well, then we found out that Noah font was in the trade. And so, I got really hairy there. But as far as Russell Wilson's value, obviously a fresh start is exciting, but I'm not sure that this is going to bolster his value for me in my eyes. Like, no, at all. I I think think? he stays right where he is. And where do we have him in our, in our latest dynasty domain rankings? Uh, where do we have Russ? Yeah. Oh man, I'm not. I'm not sure. Let me check. That we have quick. Russ at number nine. So uh, we I have. I was about to say nine. Yeah, oh. that was right. Oh, Nathan, you almost had it. Man. So we have Russell Wilson. We had them. Bo- this was before the trade, obviously, uh, ranked at number nine behind uh, Dak Prescott and above Matt Stafford. So, you know, so that's right where he should be. I think, for, from a fantasy relevant standpoint, is like, he the same age as Stafford? Yes, he and Stafford are the same age, and then he just. With the age difference between Dak and Russ, there's you just have to have him below. And, and Russ. honestly, like, and again, it's it's splitting with, hairs. With Rodgers being as old as he is, I'm fine having him down below Stafford and Wilson. But actually, like thinking about this, well, actually, I already had Matt Stafford above Russell Wilson. So, but you guys didn't. Would you guys consider ranking Matt Stafford above Russell Wilson now? Um, no. It, n- no. But again, I'm not hating on anyone who does because when it comes to those types of elite fantasy quarterbacks and assets, it's essentially a one for one. So like, I don't really care that much. The only reason I have Russ over Stafford is because of how highly I valued Russ before this season and how he's been consistently a high end quarterback one every single year since he started and, and even after being injured this season for a significant amount of time and playing with an injury where he should where he came back too fast he was still quarterback 18 as dang impressive yeah he was quarterback 16 this year and every year prior he's been a qb1 
and we talk about that rushing upside. He does at, have rushing. That, that's what he three, has that Stafford doesn't. At, at 33 years old, he still every season had between three and 500 yards rushing. That is ridiculous. Yeah. And here's here's the thing too with Stafford is I'm not hating on Stafford at all. He is a major reason that they won the Super Bowl this year. Matt Stafford's upside is Cooper Cup. That that to me is why people are valuing him so highly and Cooper Cup is not going to last as long as Russell Wilson is in the NFL. So with Russell Wilson's ability, I'm not depending on Matt Stafford's week by week and year by year production because of his dependence on his wide receivers rather than Russ who can just make things happen. So out of the old guys here, the old guys in our top 12, which are Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, and Rodgers, you guys are still taking Wilson out of those three. I'm still taking Russ. I'm going Russ. What about you? Like I said, this didn't really change anything for me. And before I had them ranked Stafford, Wilson, and then Rodgers. So, and like I said, Stafford and Wilson were too close for me to even like think about. So I just, I just did it that way. Right. There's there. That's fine. Neck yeah. and neck. Because it didn't like, affect where Russell Wilson fe- like fell in our combined rankings. So I was like, I, yeah, yeah, I don't even care. To me, it's I, a Jamar. Yeah. It's a Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson argument. Right. It's it's and, pick your poison. And you know, so. I, and, and working on this a little bit today, actually, um, separating them into tiers. Our tier three quarterbacks are Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, and Aaron Rodgers. So they're all in the same tier. And you could bump Dak up to the second tier down to the third tier um but like I, wilson stafford and rogers are all this i think they're all in the same tier of quarterbacks there so and, yep. and like i said this with russell wilson i think we all agree i think you should agree with us because we know what we're talking about uh this is not going to change a whole lot about russell wilson's value but as far as the guys around him we, we've got some bigger changes so starting with starting with the broncos here uh obviously jerry judy's value just went up a lot yeah, Jerry Judy just went to the moon. Absolutely. And obviously, Jerry Judy, a guy who he'd been more of a fantasy disappointment than anything, I think, so far. And I'm not overly disappointing because you have to take into account who was throwing him the ball and, and you know, obviously not an ideal passing situation there in Denver. Now he's got Russell Wilson throwing to him. This is going to be interesting. What do you guys think about the potential that Judy's going to have with Russ as his quarterback? I think it's going to be great. And I've never, I've never really been a downer on Judy. Um, I've been wanting to have him on my team. Um, people just what they offer you for Judy is just, in general, pretty atrocious. He's worth a first round pick, and people are offering you like a late second. Yeah, that's we, before we, this. Yeah, that's before this. And yeah. now, now that he's skyrocketed, I still think it's a great opportunity for him. And and again, guys, like. I think we're kind of a little bit spoiled recently with the early resurgence, or, or not resurgence, the, the early emergence of, of receivers, young wide receivers. Not everybody is Chase or Jefferson. Jalen Waddle, Justin Jefferson, Waddle, Jamar yeah. Chase. And this that's just in the last two years. But look at some of the legendary wide receivers who are some of the most valuable assets right now, week by week. Guys like Devontae Adams yep. and Stephon Diggs. And Cooper they, Cup. They were irrelevant until year three deandre hopkins is another guy yeah and and cooper cup actually he started out pretty well yeah Um, he was a wide receiver too yeah but he got injured um but again like i i don't think anyone was thinking that they were not valuable because they weren't immediately producing like the expectation for a wide receiver should be that they need a couple of years to develop especially for a guy like jerry judy i mean he's no jalen rager is different because i mean he's like he was atrocious on pretty much all levels but with judy i he played at alabama his stats were incredible and he goes in the first round no problem he to me like I think he's going to do great. Yeah, I, think I, great. I absolutely agree. And I think I think Russ is obviously going to help that. I think if, you know, if the Broncos hadn't made a QB move there, we're looking at, okay, what's Judy's, you know, short-term and long-term value here is, I think it was up in the air. But now, um, you know, with Judy, I think, I think the problem now is people are still trying to get Judy at a discount after this trade happened. And now you can't. I mean, that's it's too late now. You, You're gonna you, have if, to overpay if, for if you want it. Yeah. So, and that's what I want to say to Judy owners. And, and this is just my opinion. Um, I think Judy hasn't done anything to to 100% convince me that he's the next, uh, you know, Devontae Adams. So 
if you can get an overpay for Judy, I don't think necessarily. I don't think he's like an absolute right. hold right no now. No problem taking yeah. that if you're getting overpaid for him for yeah. sure. But, but I, I'm not selling him at price either. Yeah. I, I got don't be in a rush. To no, sell. I, I have yeah. Judy only if you, in a if you lot can get an, if you can get an overpay. That w- that's when I would get rid of. Yeah. Him. If you're not getting an overpay, he's probably a hold there. But yep. But I he's definitely not. He's I I don't know. I would I would no I can't say and I'm gonna say this about all these guys right off the bat. I would wait and Simon actually you went in yesterday and you made some trades for these guys already. I did, but yes. none of your trades were actually that bad, obviously, because I saw them. Um be careful when you go out and trade for these guys right now because you were still in the middle of this storm. So once the dust settles here and the and the values and the prices of these players settle, you might be better off making a trade than making a trade now because right now there's still a ton of emotion and excitement around some of these trades and that factors in to people when they're going to trade especially in these dynasty leagues you could also use that to your advantage like i'm saying if somebody wants to overpay for judy let them overpay for judy but i'm recommending that you do not be the one that emotionally overpays for somebody like judy or font right now yeah i will say I don't think anyone's overpaying for Font right now. I think um, no, the players that you're trying to go out right now in the middle of the storm while everyone is emotional over them, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, um, Noah Font, those are some dang Calvin good, Ridley, th- those guys, guys that yeah. everyone all of a sudden is plummeting on. Now's the time to get them, underpay for them, stash them, because <laughs> if they were worth that a week ago, maybe they won't go up to... Whatever they were at, you know, they're at their peak, but they're still worth something because they were at one point in time. And don't sell them short. Yeah, well, let's talk about Cortland Sutton here. It was only, you know, like I said, it was only a month ago where everybody was was selling Cortland Sutton and not getting near what they could have a year ago from him. Uh, he obviously didn't really have any chemistry with any of the Broncos QBs that were in there this year. Um, for me, looking at Cortland Sutton, I'm thinking, okay, this guy, obviously, I think he has the tools. I really do think he has the tools. And coming in with a new quarterback, like there's, I think, I think there's a good chance that there could be a connection there. Not, not guaranteeing it, but I, what I'm saying is, if you have Cortland Sutton, uh, I'd be holding him. Or if you can go buy Cortland Sutton for cheap still, which I doubt you. I don't know. I think Judy is taking that the could almost be a bit of a sly move just because of yeah. how high Jerry Judy is. People jumped. are focused on Judy. Yeah, and and I actually I want to hear both of you guys' personal opinions on this. But with the Russell Wilson trade going to Denver, what wide receivers do you think are going to benefit the most immediately? Do you think it's going to be Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, or basically both of those guys, or Judy first, like? Do you, because keep in mind that Patrick and Sutton have both proven themselves enough that Denver signed both of them to long-term contracts. They're like in the, middle the of same. Last they're the same role. Like I don't understand here. So so that's another thing too. Like I think there's a fair amount of ambiguity still in how that wide receiver room is going to sort itself out over the next year or two. Because you know I think everybody's kind of assuming right now that Jared Judy is wide receiver one in that offense with Russell Wilson. I, I easily I think Cortland Sutton could be the wide receiver. I think yeah. Tim Patrick they Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick both, while they're wide receiver two roles right now, they have the tools to it, it could be Jerry Judy that slides down. Like I'm not I'm not going out and guaranteeing that Jerry Whoa. Judy is the wide receiver. I'm gonna one say here. hold your Broncos there. No. <laughs> <laughs> pun intended. Um, yes, pun intended. Um last year when Jerry Judy he got a high ankle sprain, right? And he was out for six weeks. Yeah, he was he was banged up all season. Car- Cortland Sutton, when Jerry Judy was out, was averaging a lot of targets per game. I, I'm not. I don't have the math right in front of me, but his targets were uh, 12, 5, 8, 11, 14. He was getting a lot of targets. Jerry Judy came back, and you immediately see the drop in targets to somewhere between two to seven, and that was seven was the highest. He, I mean his targets were dang near half of what they were when Judy was gone. I think that just kind of proves that Jerry Jerry Judy was the alpha in the offense already, even with a bad quarterback. It's true, but new coach, new quarterback. Yes. Yeah, new coach. I, I think I think I think there is no yeah. Vi- I, if yes, I, if there was a betting favorite, I'm obviously I'm saying Judy too. Yep. I'm just saying it's not a guarantee that Judy's the wide receiver. Oh yes. One there. No, not I, not a guarantee. Yep. It's likely. I would even go as far as saying it's likely. But, you know, like I said, with Cortland Sutton, that could have been a scheme slash quarterback thing. Obviously, him and Drew Locke, him and Teddy Bridgewater didn't have it going. Yeah. Obviously, it was fairly obvious. And the targets is the targets is a lot of times, you know, you see when these teams get new quarterbacks, these targets, uh, this is the quarterback that's like, I mean, most of the time, that's what it is. Because 
like I said, I think I think Jerry Judy's the betting favorite to be the wide receiver one there, but I wouldn't count out guys like Corton Sutton or Tim Patrick. So you guys agree with that? No, I agree. I, agree. I, I don't think we should be going all out pouring into one wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, be smart with your with your moves there. But uh what about the Broncos running backs? Uh Javante Williams and uh, assuming Melvin Gordon is going to be back because I really do think he's gonna be back with yeah, the Broncos. Yeah, they it, it's been reported that they're working on well, not necessarily working on a deal publicly, but uh, the GM and so himself has been saying that he wants Gordon back. Yeah, it's pretty public. And they're going to want to, they're working towards that. So I won't be surprised if Gordon gets re-signed. Um, no. I'll actually, I'll be pretty shocked and, if he doesn't. And you know, so. with, with Nathaniel Hackett obviously getting that head coaching job, I mean, you just look at the Packers over the last couple of years with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Like, I mean, it's not, even with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback, it's not like their production was was minimal at all no aaron jones had some really good sieves in in that scheme and keep in mind like (laughs) obviously the front office and gms and the guys that are making those moves and signings in the nfl don't care about your fantasy football teams if they can have a committee style run game that is effective and efficient and sustainable and sustainable they are going to do that because you know who that helps the most that helps Javante Williams in, in terms of longevity and yep. relevance for yes, being an effective running back for the foreseeable future for Denver. So if they can keep Melvin Gordon there, they, I am doing everything within my power to keep Melvin Gordon there. Fantasy wise, does that, that harms Javante Williams Fantasy wise, I would say for sure if they keep Gordon. Well, but, but it doesn't change much from what it, where it was last year, right? So that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know if this situation with the running backs changes a whole lot. No, because what, they were already doing committee backfield, and right. and I don't think how they use the running backs is going to be a whole lot different than how Denver used the running backs last year, right? And, and even if Melvin Gordon comes back, like you're looking at the same amount of production from each of them, so that means Melvin Gordon is a good buy low because he's old, and Javante yeah. is still yeah. going to have a lot of miles left because it's committee backfield. Javante also produced last year too. So. Yes, yeah, so I think he kind of served as the one B last year. Yeah. However, he's going to have more experience. I think they'll kind of reverse roles and he'll be getting more of the touches and more of the important touches. However, I do think this really shoots anyone in the foot that was going out and taking Javante Williams extremely early in any startup drafts or yeah, trading no. they, they were mortgaging sure. the whole farm uh, he, and the house and all their cars to get javante I can, williams i can see late second of a startup draft for javante that's where i've seen him yep. go and i'm comfortable with that too yep. um okay let's uh, just let's just what's up uh go. last note on russell wilson i think a lot uh-huh. of uh some people have been saying that russell wilson joining the team that has javante williams and potentially melvin gordon is going to hurt his production I personally mm, disagree with that. No, I think I think it's either. negligible. I I mean, and Russell Wilson's to, not the same quarterback he was seven years ago no. either. Like yeah, and also like <laughs> you, basically from every angle, you're seeing that <laughs> literally every angle Russell Wilson has an advantage compared to where he was in Seattle. Like he he he's not going to be pressured like out of his mind every single play the offensive line is not nearly as atrocious as seattle's was outside of dk and Lockett, that was it now he has three very very uh good wide receivers backing him up he's got judy sutton and tim patrick yeah. and then melvin gordon and javante in the backfield uh versus um chris carson and rashad benny so i like it's negligible to me it's i don't think it's going to hurt yeah. his production at all yep. if anything him going to denver just as a team is going to make him better yeah so. I, th- I think so too okay um and the next guy and this this is the one this is the one we really 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 need to talk about now that Noah font's gone who's the guy in denver albert O. let's talk about albert O because this is actually nauseating at this point where did we have albert O in our rankings before this uh nowhere nowhere near the top 12 and where do we have him now nowhere uh closer to the top 12 but not in the top 12 not in no. the top 12 so simon tell me the trade offer you just got i just got an offer of albert o for elijah moore did you smash accept that 
Uh, absolutely not. No, he he would be giving away. Oh, Elijah you were Moore. giving away Elijah Moore. Oh, I thought you were getting somebody. Elijah Moore. Somebody literally just expected Elijah Moore for Albert. Oh, yeah, guys, fantasy community. No, thank you. What are we doing with this? Are you serious? Are we kidding ourselves right now? Look, I get it. Albert O, he's young. He's got a long last name. There's a lot of reason for hope there. But at the same time, <laughs> we're still talking about the guy that we saw come out last year and didn't really do anything. And on the on, on the opposite hand of this, the, the myth that Russell Wilson won't use a tight end, I think that's crap too. But at the same time, number one, we don't know if they're going to get another tight end in Denver or not because it's very possible they will. And number two, this doesn't really affect Albert O's value all that much. Did he go up? Yes. Did he go up a couple spots? Yeah. Did he go up into the top 12? Are you kidding me? Um, Are you kidding me? I, I do. I agree with what you're saying and all of that except for saying it didn't affect his production all that much. No, no, no. Did you say it, value? It, value, oh, value, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I do think it did pretty... It did It did affect his value. I'll yeah, not, like I'll I said. I'll not add any adjectives no, in. No, 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 no. Time out. I said his, okay. he went up a couple spots. That's yes. it. Okay. I, I do see, see in uh, a lot of um, tweets specifically regarding Albert O, his production could very easily double. I mean... Between him and Noah Font, they were about uh, half and half or so in the targets and yardage and even touchdowns from the Broncos offense. So if Noah Font's gone, that goes to Albert O. And um, I mean, he scored 92 fantasy points last year. Yeah. So yeah, let's say I he gets to 150, saying, but he's, also still, he's still a decent tight end. De- yeah, decent at best. Yeah. If he doubles his, I mean, his production. My Here's my issue with this. The prices that people are expecting... To I'm not sell paying. Alberto. None of us are paying. Yeah, downright ridiculous. I'm telling you right now, don't make a move for Alberto right now. Okay, if you have Alberto and you can sell him for that, probably smart. But for the buyers of Alberto, my goodness, will you just hold on a second and and wait until this all settles down before you decide about that? Because like I said, I actually we also have an NFL draft coming up. I know. I think there's a good chance they bring in another tight end. Yes. I think there's yeah, a, that's valid. I think there's a good chance because what else do they need? So all of you paying the barn and the house and the cars, the yeah. kids for Albert oh O right now, the kids, I, they sold the kids. That's terrible. I know They're, That's what people are doing though for Albert O. Will yeah. you just stop? Why? And wait? Why are you doing that? Why are you buying high on him? I, I don't understand I mean, either. W- w- the prices he's going for now, there's almost no way he lives up to that. So just wait and buy him in season. If you exactly. really want him that badly. Correct. Exactly. And also keep in mind, like, when it comes to tight end production historically for Russell Wilson, it's not impressive. There's not really any notable guys that have been out of their mind no, uh, but from I mean, a fantasy no, but standpoint. Jimmy Graham. That play with, but that wasn't long-lasting, and he wasn't like... But that wasn't Russ's fault. Out of his that's, mind. So that's another... Th- that's what I mean. On the other hand... That also could I, have had to do with blocking as well. I, and like yeah, and I don't think... Yeah. I don't... I'm also not buying that side of it that Russell Wilson won't throw to tight ends because I think if Russell Wilson had the right guy in there, he absolutely would use it. And not, yep. not to mention he's getting older. Like, you see how poor, how quarterbacks, how their target how their target preference changes as they get older. Uh, you know, I, I think if they get a tight end in there... Uh, that's a solid option for Russ. I have no reason to believe that he wouldn't use it. So yes, you're right. But at the same time, Seattle really didn't ever have like the guy, except when it was Jimmy Graham. And you guys remember Jimmy Graham and his his really good years, like was killer with Russ. So um, just don't with Alberto right now. It's our, it's our official dynasty domain verdict on this. Like just don't okay just wait till it calms down uh yeah his value went up a little bit but it did not go up as much as people are saying and you should not pay the prices for alberto that people are expecting agree oh completely agree yeah okay let's um am i missing anybody on the broncos here no i think no let's let's move to seattle yeah let's switch over to seahawks what are you guys doing about dk (laughs) buying buying dk i'm buying dk i don't even love dk i'm buying dk for the price that he's going out honestly the the problem i'm running into in some of our leagues like in some of the leagues weren't together is that uh the guy who has dk in one of our leagues loves dk so if if you got a dk lover then he's like okay you're still not paying that price but you know if you're in a league with somebody who's like okay dk's value just plummeted like okay i'll take him because i honestly i think seattle ends up making another move here at qb i'm not sure they start drew lock I would if 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 you get DK now and somebody like Malik Willis ends up in Seattle, 
holy cow, not only could you keep him and get a lot of production out of him, but you could potentially flip him for a ton because the hype that would come with Malik Willis going to Seattle with DK as his weapon, you'd be able to to get DK low now and sell him super high after, which people who sold DK last offseason are reaping the benefits of that now because while I don't think he is, you know, a bottom or 15 to 17 wide receiver, I also don't think he's like a top five. So with that being said, if you can kind of ride these up and down waves, then you might be looking at some good value and some and some good flipping for your team here. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I agree. And um, even on the production of DK, I do have to say, this year, he already had some mediocre production. Can he really do worse than that? He only had 967 yards. Granted, he had 12 touchdowns, which is stellar. That's pretty incredible. But don't expect him to regress uh, in touchdowns i'd expect a big regression because if you don't have a good quarterback you're not going to be getting touchdowns as a receiver but i, I wouldn't expect a big yards regression um no, i wouldn't either so what what's what's really gonna why not go out and buy him i don't know really, i think we all losing? have i think we all have the same opinion yeah. dk we, if you can get him logo buy him low right now he's still a very talented nfl wide receiver they're hard to come by he's obviously a freak like in terms of size so if you can go get him do it yeah and also Lockett is just the type of receiver that i see lasting longer than your average wide receivers he's um I've a had, bit on the older side as people would say but he still has he's still 29 he's, right he's got a lot of life left in him yeah Lockett's still 29 i acquired Lockett mid-season last year in a, in a league or two and then i've been getting Lockett in some of my other leagues off the bench as depth like i have i have Lockett as a a, a bench player in one league that's a solid i mean I could, solid. you can start lockett still lockett, oh, yeah. lockett although he's a little bit underwhelming at times he was solid last year he actually i had him on a couple of uh, on one of my championship winning teams and and he was solid i mean he he legit him and russell wilson i had that that stack and that did me really well in the playoffs so uh, lockett's another guy where I, i'm still i was buying lockett before now i'm smash buying Lockett. Like I think Lockett is a very good buy right now. Like I'm talking value and and um and not, you know, this is uh, one thing where somebody's emotions on Lockett or or even DK is going to be okay. Well, he's going to suck because Russell Wilson just left so then their their production's over. Well, uh, don't fall for that. Wide receivers don't completely I mean look at look at, you know, Kirk Cousins is a solid quarterback, but Justin Jefferson was amazing with Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And, you're right. Yeah, I mean, it, it happens like this all the time. But you also see Terry McLaurin with um, yeah. whoever his quarterbacks were being just mediocre right. as a result. And uh, I also think we've always known it. We've always said it about Tyler Lockett. He's had a tendency to be that boomer bust wide receiver yes. where he can be the wide receiver one, and then the next week he's wide receiver 43. Um, but... Uh, I'm not sure that's going to be the same now well, because and you have to have a quarterback that can get it to you downfield where Tyler Lockett really specializes. Where he thrives, yes, absolutely. Um, but I think that's what a lot of people are going to be thinking and are going to be saying, and his price is going to plummet as a result. And anytime there's a plummet like that, it doesn't hurt to go out and buy no, and you, I you gotta I, buy the dips. I agree. And I think one thing like this year, and I'm looking gonna look at his game log to back myself up here. Um, yeah, boom or bust, but his floor was actually pretty high this year. I, yeah. I as he's gotten older, I've started to see a little bit more consistency with Tyler Lockett in terms of his his floor being a little bit higher than it could be. Not it's not zero or thirty. Now it's like five or thirty. Which yeah. you know he had four games under five. Yeah. five games under the five points though, and that and that kind of hurts. That hurts. Ooh, it in, does. In PPR. Yeah, one of them he didn't play though. Uh, so with the um, with the major boost in draft capital that um, Seattle got with this trade, do you think they're gunning for a running back in the draft this year? Uh, no, I don't think so. I I I think. Yeah. I think they could easily roll with Rashad Penny here for a year or two and be fine. But they've got a couple of capable capable guys in their in their back. Like even like DJ Dallas, like he's at least capable. So they could honestly they could save them save themselves some cap space at running back and go get some Especially go get a quarterback if they end up or getting something. Getting a guy like Willis who has or even build their defense a little bit more out because their defense was bad this year. Yeah, I mean, it was not it was Seattle awful. Very, and Shelby say. Harris is a good leader yeah. piece they to build just, around yeah. in that locker room. Yeah, so they, just left, they, they just cut Bobby go, Wagner. Yep, there you go uh, to free up seventeen million dollars in cap space you can 
draft some. I think it's safe to say prospects. that I think it's safe to say that what we can call what Seattle's doing here not a rebuild, but more of a reload. I think I can see them going more the reload route, which is what the Colts have been doing for five straight years now, and it sucked. So, so if the Seahawks can <laughs> yeah. just get it right and not do what the Colts are doing, then we'll get to the Colts later. But um, yeah, obviously, you know, I don't think the running backs on Seattle take a really a change here at all. But the, it's the it's the receivers really, and and Noah Font obviously on the Seahawks now not really changing in value at all. So, um, you guys have anything else to say about this Russell Wilson move? Nope, it's a big move. That's man. about it. It's a, it's a big move, uh, and and you know obviously not even close to done here. Uh, the franchise tag deadline was yesterday as well. Uh, oh, Dalton, I forgot about all these. I know. So oh, yeah. so an, a big one here. Dalton Schultz. First. Dalton Schultz out of the Cowboys got franchise tag. So this is going to give him. This? this is going to give him another productive year. I think. I mean, yeah, Nathan, you're kind of a, a nerd about Schultz, but I do think that if he had gone anywhere else, we would have seen a production drop off from Schultz. And now I think there's a good chance that he can maybe run it back and be another another option. Yeah, good option anytime you're coming back and because he did have a quarterback a, he, he that's did have a good been season. targeting you, minus a major wide receiver that just left, um, and Amari Cooper or is about to leave. I'm. I'm very excited about what Schultz is going to do. Yeah, and obviously Cooper is a TBD on that because he looks like he's bound for free agency. And the name I've heard a lot, and that most people have heard a lot so far, uh, in in the Amari Cooper sweepstakes, is the New England Patriots. And I think him and Mac Jones would make a nice combination there. Be very nice. I think that would be a good thing for Amari fantasy owners, myself included. Uh, But obviously, I think Dalton Schultz. I think this is good for Dalton Schultz owners. He's going back to play with Dak now. You know, he's going to get the targets there. He obviously had a really solid production season last year, even though his talent may not be top five or six talent. His production was. And so running that back with the same offense and the the same offensive coordinator and the same quarterback, I think that's a positive thing for Schultz um, and even a positive thing for the Cowboys. Um, And then we talked about Devonte adams he obviously got franchise tagged uh mike gasecki got franchise tagged technically as a tight end but there's a weird thing about about gasecki right this now is a in, big in, in terms of, i think he i think gasecki is actually gunning to get tagged as a receiver am i right on that is it gasecki that's pushing for it yes gasecki's pushing for the wide receiver tag because that will give him an extra eight million dollars when they tag him so from a financial standpoint, you understand why Gasecki is doing this, and it's like, okay, fine, do whatever you want. This is a major, major concern for fantasy owners of Mike Gasecki. If this happens, so so think about this: Gasecki was already in the dynasty in fantasy football realm. He was already being considered uh, to be counted as a wide receiver and, and just be considered a wide receiver because of uh, his. His targets were mostly, uh, what was it, like 80 plus percent of his targets were coming like not from the tight end position? Uh, yeah, I think they were out of the slot. But right. the big problem was only 3.7% of his snaps were in a pass blocking Yeah, set. so that, that was already a big concern. But if he gets tagged as a wide receiver and this comes through this is just going to boost what's already been in the making and this is a huge deal for you owners because Gusecki is a startable tight end one he's not a wide receiver one not even he's not a wide receiver one at all gotta understand if he changes positions here although you know you think okay maybe if i'm a Gusecki owner here there's somebody that would buy him as a receiver well, he's not as valuable not because you took you took Titan that. Premium away now. Right. If you're which, like I said, we've mentioned this before. We play in Titan Premium leagues. You may not, and it may not make a huge difference for you. But if you're playing in a Titan Premium league like us, then Gasecki loses a ton of his value if he becomes a wide receiver. Yeah. So in that in that second tier of uh, uh, tight end owners in dynasty leagues and twelve teams, Mike Gasecki and a lot of them, um, I've seen. Gusecki being their number one guy. Yeah. And oh, he's he's number he's my number one guy. In that is a league. yeah. That is a huge huge. He's my number two guy in another. To the like, gut, so uh, he we've got him ranked in our in our dynasty domain top twelve at number nine. Uh, Gusecki among tight ends. Yeah. Uh, so this would be obviously a, it, that would but right. like I said this and this isn't a done deal yet. It's not a done deal. And I again like I would say hold on to Gusecki. I don't really know what much you can do about this other than just you're just gonna have to bite the bullet if it happens because people know about this. Yeah. I don't I don't think there's many um, dedicated players in the dynasty football realm that don't know about what's going on here with Kiseki and you're not going to get what he should be worth as a tight end. And he's still a great asset to have on your team. So uh, hold on to him there and just hope for the best. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, as far as his production and his value goes um, and how it's affected in by this. Miami, by the tag. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't love it. I, I, I think he could have been more productive somewhere else, but he obviously has proven that he can be productive in Miami too and with a different, you know, scheme down there with Mike McDaniels coming in. Um, I think I think that could end up, you know, not being the worst thing. I, I, I'm not viewing his value like a ton net positive or, or negative from this tag. Uh, a guy I am kind of viewing you know, a little bit differently now is Chris Godwin, who also got franchise tagged and by the Buccaneers. This was uh, a big. I big was hit. not gonna lie; I was kind of hoping to see Chris Godwin on another team. Yeah, because especially with Brady not being back, like, and they're you know, and Mike Evans is going back to the Bucks, right? I mean, he's not even a free agent, yes, right? Yeah, he's, he's back at the Bucks, which means that Godwin is yet again the wide. Rec- he's not even the wide receiver one on his own team, and not saying he's not going to produce, but man, that's just. For a guy that's being purchased as a wide receiver one over the offseason and hopes that he's going to be signed to a better team where he will be the top wide receiver there, uh, that's that's another big punch in the gut. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I still, I'm still buying Chris Godwin. Honestly, he's only 26 years old, and I think we haven't even seen what he's capable of from a production standpoint. Yeah, if you're willing to hold out for another year, which to me is still worth it for a guy of his ability, yeah. then then hold on to him if you have him. Uh, go out and get him. Yeah. Um, if you don't. Well, what would you be paying for Chris Godwin right now under these circumstances? First and and this second. is coming off of an, Achille, uh, an ACL tear. No, too. I'm, yeah, I'm still, I'm still first and a second. doing a first at least. And okay, and, where and in the first? Like it just a mid to late first. Mid. Okay, yeah. yeah. If, it's no, an, if, it's an, if it's an early first, I'll do just an early first, and uh, like, but I wouldn't do the one one probably. Uh, probably one at the absolute top maybe 102 but 103 i would be more comfortable with doing straight up and 104 i think those would be fair 102 would be pushing it i wouldn't do 101 uh but you know like i'm trying to get godwin in a league right now and some guy wants antonio gibson back for godwin and i'm like i'm not i'm not doing that uh with a guy that's coming off an acl injury and you know i need antonio gibson so although i don't think that's right. a terrible price like you know situationally it obviously depends so i'm giving up a fair amount for godwin too i i do think he's a big buy right now i think he's going to end up being spectacular if he does leave the buccaneers i don't know if they get to a long-term deal honestly so I'm i don't sp- i don't see that realistically happening with their with their um cap space issue i mean they <laughs> they had to work a lot of stuff last year to get all 22 starters back and that was a short-term plan the fact that they managed to tag him actually was really surprising to me. But like you said, the one concerning thing about that, I guess is they were trying to work towards a long t- long-term deal with him. So maybe they could make that happen after this season. And again, that's not something that I'm a huge fan of unless they end up striking gold um, with, with a quarterback who I don't as excited as I am about seeing what Kyle Trask can do from a fantasy standpoint. He's not their long-term option. I, I, I wouldn't bet he's their long-term option. Uh, so yeah, it's just unfortunate. Yeah. I, and like I said, um, I, with Chris Godwin, there's a lot of unknowns right now. I think that's affecting his value in a negative uh, aspect. I think people are undervaluing him now. So if you can, I just think I'm still buying him. But we, I think this is even bigger wide receiver news. Uh, Mike Williams signed, signed a three-year, sixty million dollar contract with with the Chargers. That's twenty million dollars a year. So yeah. a big wide receiver one payday for Mike Williams. How does this affect his value? Uh, well, let's say how it really affects the value of Josh Palmer. We were just talking about Josh Palmer uh, not very, that long ago. And, very negatively. Oh, boy. It's uh, that, that, that sucks. I, I hope you didn't pay a butt ton for him. I still think Josh Palmer could be effective. I mean, we've seen, yeah. we've seen what wide receiver threes on elite offenses uh, yeah. are capable of. I still have my of, doubts. But he's not. I mean. <sighs> Simon, was he your buy? Palmer? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Which, yeah, but which I, I'm not. I'm at, not hating you on no, no, for no, that no. buy at all. Because we at the were, time we, we thought we thought Mike this. Williams wouldn't even be a charger. At that yeah, point. and this was back yeah. in February. I mean, I hadn't even. I, I just found this searching around player profiler stuff. Yeah, this was way back, like a week ago. So, <laughs> I'm just, well, yeah, I mean, I wait, was it even February? When was the episode? It was. One? Feb- it was February. Yeah, 
Yeah. That was episode one. No, you're our, right. That was our I wouldn't debut be episode. buying Josh Palmer at his no, grand yeah. price, though. It, guys, if, if people still want to buy Josh Palmer, please sell him. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, and I'm not, go, do not go buy him, though. Yeah, buys and sells change really quickly. We all know that. I mean, it's an, it's Absolutely. an ever-fluctuating market. I yeah. will say this about Mike Williams, though. I like him going back to L.A. I like him being paired with Justin Herbert for a while. Yeah, you can't really go wrong with a top three dynasty quarterback who's just slinging it all day. And Simon, you said this earlier. You said, Mike Williams is 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 a better is a much better like even football player than he's mm-hmm. like a fantasy player. What he's, do you mean by that? Uh, I think the effect he has on the game and even on defenses and the way they have to game plan for him is a lot bigger than we see in just his weekly production from a fantasy point of view. Just because he's such a big, athletic freak. I mean, he's fast. He's big. He's tall. He's good at contested catches. The defenses can't just put him in a 1v1 and expect their guy to win. Right. That draws an extra yep. player into the secondary that has to... And it does so much for him. the offense because it opens up so many other areas of the field. And uh, yeah, obviously, know, LA found it You know worth. who that really helps? Oh, yeah. That helps Austin Eckler again. Yep. Yeah, it does. Big you're abs- you're absolutely right. Man, I got the hiccups. I'm coughing right now. I can't, I can't keep my, <laughs> my crap together here. Yeah. Um, but I like, honestly, like, and as far as, you know, I'm Mike Williams, I think it's a, it's a, it's an, it depends is our verdict because, you know, I think if people still are selling Mike Williams for what he was being sold for a week or even a month ago, like I'm, st- I'm buying Mike Williams. But if people are expecting, you know, the house back for for mike williams he might not be a buy i think that's a really isn't it depends it depends scenario but he could be a good buy if people you know are looking at his age in a dynasty format and saying okay that the age isn't appealing and that's just that is not a good thing to think if you have mike williams i would say mike williams is a solid wide receiver startable wide receiver option for you at this point for, oh, yeah. for a couple of years yep as a wide receiver three yeah yep. yeah so um that obviously uh, just insane day of news and in a lot you know this obviously made a huge difference for the dynasty world so we just you know closed our eyes went to sleep and dreamed of all the repercussions this all could have and woke up the next day and said well there there won't be any big news today because no why why would something big why would something the day after you can't you can't top that day and and you know today didn't top yesterday that's that's for sure but us colts fans us three colts fans holy cow oh my goodness sakes what is going on so i'm sure you've heard by now carson wentz uh our colts quarterback that we don't know whether to love or hate but we don't want to hate him but we don't really love him either yeah i know nathan i know you don't hate him uh well, he was traded to the Washington Commanders. He actually got traded. I don't know. Honestly, I'm impressed that he got traded at all, right? Yeah. I, I'm surprised. Oh, that, I'm surprised Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard oh, is, is, is a smart dude. He, they got two thirds. One of them could become a second. And Washington took on all of Carson Wentz's, Carson Wentz's contract. $28 million that the Colts were going to have to that eat is this offseason. They took it all so and you know what that means for the colts is that they now have the highest yep the the highest cap space this offseason which gives them a ton of room to work yeah yeah and, and that's but the, and that you know there's some ambiguity there too because like who do they go get a quarterback right i think that's a situation to monitor too that's to see who, who ends up in indy i think it could be a lot of guys at this point um so that's a that's a tbd there but at the same time like you know from a franchise standpoint and just touching on this because it's not really relevant to dynasty like what are the colts going to do now like legit like i they moved off of carson wins like they got the picks I'm, I'm glad they did but like now what it's like the end of finding nemo where they're sitting in the bags in the ocean they're like no what that's <laughs> literally what i'm thinking like we, they, they escaped the carson wins it's like okay what are you going to do now? Yeah. Get Jimmy G? No, I don't want a lateral well, move. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I, I don't do understand. No, if that's a lateral move. I, yeah. I mean, we, we were talking it's hard about to, this. It's hard uh, to tell, I think. Uh, you know, about a month ago, we were like, you know, if they go for Jimmy G, Jimmy then G that's, for first. that's fine. But that is the most lateral move at that point. That was the most lateral move possible. Now, it looks like the best move that they could get out of this because of who's yeah, left in the market. Even Jimmy though it's G a is lateral the best. Move. Maybe they could work some magic and get Kirk Cousins, but I don't even know if I would want that. No, I don't, I don't think so I, I think you're going to have to pay Jimmy G too much. He's not going to be worth that. If anything, let's sign a one-year deal to someone. 
I don't know. I, I, this is this yep. isn't our specialty here. This is this is how we all feel. We're just like I don't know. Like what are we gonna do now? Life is a Colts fan. It's fun, but as far as Carson Wentz goes, uh, very I love his situation. Very sneaky buy low here. I think. Oh yeah, I agree. Very 100%. sneaky buy low because I think situationally he's gonna actually step into a Washington offense that I would predict he's actually gonna do pretty well. And what do you guys think about that? One hundred percent agree with you. Um, Terry McLaurin and the wide receiver crew that they have there is a pretty significant upgrade um, than what we had in Indy. Obviously, we love JT. Uh, the Carson Wentz move, I don't think whatever happens is really going to affect JT. Um, but not having JT in the backfield for Carson Wentz, I think is going to help him significantly. Um, Gibson is a good running back. He is not Jonathan Taylor. And I think that could really, really boost um, Carson Wentz's red zone production specifically. And uh, McLaurin's a solid, yeah. solid receiver. So as far so. as, you know... Car- and Logan Thomas. He has a relevant tight end as True. well. Doyle and Mo Cox were the top two tight ends for the Colts who are mainly blockers. Yeah. And Logan Thomas is... Um, he's older, but he doesn't have a lot of miles on him. And he's... I think Logan Thomas could be a sneaky, a smart a sneaky guy. buy low too. Oh, yeah. So you've got a couple here. you got Carson Wentz and Logan Thomas. Nothing. Maybe go get those guys for cheap right now. I think that's I think that's a low-risk, high-reward type of move there. And also, if it fails, you're not losing a whole lot because they're so cheap. Um, as far as Terry McLaurin, this will be the best quarterback terry mclaurin has has played with this is where we'll get to see what mclaurin's made of it will be interesting this year i think maybe i would have him more of a, as a hold and wait and see like i'm not necessarily selling him but i'm not going out and buying and I, I don't know unless people are discounting him because of carson Wentz, because people really do hate carson Wentz more than they should so I, I i guess if if people are valuing terry mclaurin lower you can go get him but at the same time like it will be interesting to see how how that all shakes out this year and as far as you know uh antonio gibson is concerned is there any any value change here with Antonio Gibson no. on the on the Redskins? No, not I'm not. I'm not. No. I'm not seeing anything here. I, I, I think this more or less stays the same for him situationally. Wentz, yeah, as as much hate as Wentz gets um, across the NFL, he is without a question an upgrade at quarterback by far compared to anything else that the Commanders have had in the last in the last many years. Um, so, it's it's just it's going to help everyone on that offense yeah um let's talk about the colts I, I don't think the colts have a ton of fantasy relevant guys other than obviously jonathan taylor being one of the most fantasy relevant yeah. guys oh and michael pittman michael pittman and, yeah, and michael pittman and then outside of that maybe naheem hines paris campbell has potential but he hasn't done anything so i think we could kind of see a naheem hines resurgence actually maybe but it will be interesting i, I don't think this really affects jonathan taylor's stock at all um no maybe maybe negatively but at the same time i i think he's a good enough running back and i think reich's a good enough coach and obviously with i i wouldn't be moving jonathan taylor right now at all um unless you're still selling him for like extreme levels of of return which has happened and i've seen happen a lot um and michael Pittman. I've got to admit, I am kind of torn on Pittman like, and, and, and how this is going to affect his value because I do think him and Wentz had decent chemistry together. Um, I, you didn't really see him and Rivers have super good chemistry. That was obviously his, his, was also his year. rookie year where he was, that was uh, his he had compartment year. syndrome and was, was out for like four or five games as well. It will be really interesting. I think who goes into Indy to play QB is going to have a, I think because it, if, it's, if it's Sam Ellinger, and I think there's a real chance it could be Sam Ellinger, I think, really? I think Pittman's stock goes down uh, at least some there because i'm not i'm not betting on sam ellinger to consistently get Pittman the ball especially in the red zone i think that would affect his production Um, yeah we haven't seen and uh the general dynasty community probably knows nothing about sam ellinger sam ellinger uh, well i'm sure they know who he is though he he played at texas he was fairly popular he was popular at texas uh did not impress and went in the sixth round in the nfl draft which i thought was a steal for the colts i actually really enjoyed watching him in in texas in college um he really the only stuff that he's shown this year in the regular season was running the ball one yard um and in the preseason he was infinitely better in my opinion than Jacob Eason, which is why they ended up waving Jacob Eason as their backup quarterback and their second option ended up being Sam. So I, uh, he, he definitely showed his ability to move outside of the pocket. 
Uh, he was he was very very mobile. Um, seemed very just willing to work hard. A very blue collar type quarterback. Again, long term, it, it is way out there to say that he's the Colts' long term option. Um, I mean, just from what Ursay has been tweeting and saying alone, like it seems like the only teams that are successful are the ones that score 35 points a game and have an elite quarterback quarterback. So, you know, no matter what happens here, the Colts are looking for that elite quarterback who is going to put them over the top. And that's why they ended up just letting go of Wentz. Wentz compared to the 2020 season statistically did infinitely better. He ended up also oh, being yeah. the reason, one of the main he's reasons. Pretty that the undervalued Colts, for he's, as a fantasy as asset, a fantasy asset as well as he yes. plays. The only really there, I don't think there should be any dip. There should actually be a slight increase in his value, in my opinion, because of his move to the Commanders. So, yeah, um, it will be interesting to see how this all pans yeah. out, and obviously with with teams like the Seahawks and the Colts. Uh, they're not done yet. We've got to kind of wait and see with some of their quarterback and team situations. Um, but that is a lot of the main news from the last two days. Like I said, a crazy series of events in 36 hours here. Um, we just had to get in a bonus episode to break this all down because it's like we cannot talk about this stuff right now. This is it's too important not to talk about. This is a this. I mean, you, we just talked about. 20 plus players here right i mean it's it's, it's oh yeah it has a ton of impact on on, on these teams and these situations yes uh, and these guys fantasy uh, sure. fantasy dynasty careers so um we are gonna call it there i think we i'm who knows maybe by next week when we get back there's gonna be a lot more to talk about um obviously the nfl offseason this is the nfl showing its its dominance as the premier sport in america because even when you're six months out from a season you have there's still stuff it, going it, on and it's the biggest news of the day so in baseball that's for sure yeah obviously the nfl shuffle is a big thing here um we're gonna see how it keeps going and it'll be the draft hasn't even happened yet like this is gonna it's gonna be an interesting off season so uh thanks for joining us thanks for joining us for this bonus content episode we're glad we could get on and talk about some of this stuff with you as always if you like the show rate it if you don't don't rate it we're not gonna beg you uh get your trades in on twitter we're gonna have some new trades on our uh, next regularly scheduled show uh and we appreciate when you do that we like breaking down your trades uh thanks for listening this has been dynasty domain (laughs) 